scapular was a, an actual gift. Do we still have that scapular anywhere from Our Lady? Oh, so what, to the one given to St. Simon Stock? Yes. Um, that is a good question. And there's, there's a lot of, um, because of the, um, the Reformation in the 1500s, now this was 300 years later in England, um, during the Reformation, many of the sacred items and articles and even tombs and relics were destroyed um, during the Reformation. And this happened all over Europe in different times, but in England it was mm -hmm. at that time. And the uh, suppression of the Catholic Church and Catholic property and Catholic everything, um, things were destroyed. And so there is no, there even is even no precise record of the actual event because those records were also destroyed. And so then people ask the question, well, did, you know, is this just something from the Middle Ages and some, something that grew up? Is it a myth? Um, and it's the same question with the rosary. Mm -hmm. Is the rosary a myth with St. Dominic? We don't really know. You know, a lot of that information was lost over time. But if we go to, um, and let me tell you a quick story. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, Elijah went up on Mount Carmel to challenge the prophets of Baal right, this false god, and they built two altars, and they built, put a sacrifice on the altar, and they built, put all the, uh, the sticks around it, they were going to burn, and he said, okay, you call on your god, Baal, and ask him to send down fire from heaven to consume that sacrifice, and uh, they, so they started calling on Baal, 450 of them. Of these yes, priests. oh, I love this story. <laughs> and he, and they, nothing happened, and he said, well, yell a little louder, maybe he's sleeping, and so they're yelling and he's like, you got to do something more. This guy's not listening to you. And so they're whipping themselves and nothing's happening. And he's like, all right, my turn. And he said, okay, cover my, cover the sacrifice with water, cover the altar with water, cover all the sticks with water, dig a trench around the altar and fill it with water. All right. Just so that it's completely drenched. And then he prays to the true God and asks God to show himself to, to prove that he is the true God of the Israelites and fire comes down from heaven and consumes the sacrifice, the altar, the, the wood and the water in the trench and it's completely consumed, right? And this miracle of fire coming down from heaven happened on Mount Carmel. So 2,700 years later, there is another incident that we all know of, of the sun coming down from heaven and, and so in Fatima, on October 13th of 1917, during the last apparition, something is known as the miracle of the sun, where 70,000 people were witnessing this. It had rained all night. Everything was drenched, completely soaked, muddy, everything, everyone and everything was soaked. Um, and during this apparition, of the, where the three children were seeing Our Lady of Fatima, the sun appeared to start spinning in the sky and then come down towards them as if the sun was going to consume the earth. And they thought it was over. This was it. It was the end. And during that miracle, Our Lady appeared to um, the three children of Fatima as Our Lady of Mount Carmel and gave them a scapular, telling them where the scapular. And then she appeared as Our Lady of Fatima saying, pray the rosary. Right. So here we go. Hand in hand, rosary and scapular. And even if we don't know the, the absolute origins of these two uh, devotionals, they were both divinely confirmed by Our Lady herself in Fatima at an approved apparition. When the sun was, was coming down when, when it, and it went back up into the sky, everything was completely dry. It had consumed all the water and it had licked up when like the flames had licked up the water in a sense, like the, you hear in scripture. Um, so even though there's no direct correlation to um, Carmel and Elijah, 
to the scapular, um, there is this divine, um, I would say, I don't know if it's coincidence, but this, this divine sign um, happening in both places and they're related to each other. Hold up one darn minute. Okay, I've been waiting to say that for you to take a breath so I can say that. So I've been going around all my life. I knew about the rain, you know, I knew that this, this thing that, that I don't know why it's not, it's not, I don't know, put in all the internet sites or whatever, that mama did our laundry. You know, like that day, our lady made sure that everyone's clothes was dry and it was smelling great. You know, that's one of the minor things that, that you have to read a book in order to see. But you're telling me that in Fatima, the scapular and the rosary were both confirmed by our lady. Why are we not reading about that all the time? Like, this is amazing stuff. The parallels are just, man, we're going around telling the story of Fat, Fatima and the uh, miracle of the sun. And, and I feel like these devotions need to be validated a little bit more because all those times, you know, if we're ever wondering, one of the things that, that God is known for is not keeping us in doubt, you know, not keeping us in doubt, because if it's something that's from God, we'll have so many signs you know, and it's not enough. It's not enough that you hear so many stories of guys that were wearing the the scapular or had a had a medal or something. And when they encounter sin in their lives or when they encounter danger in their lives, they just they realize that they had something protecting them all along, you know, that keeps them from either falling into sin or from falling into death. And those to me are enough personally. But when you say something like that, I'm like, wait a minute. That's divinely confirmed, you know, and it's just, it, it blew my mind when you were saying that. And I'm like, oh man, if, if anything, this is a good reason to have the podcast, you know, to talk about this stuff. Cause, cause we don't, we don't really touch on this stuff. And that's why I was thinking about making this a whole series, you know, like we'll, we'll culminate with this episode. I think we have to do this as a series now, you know, um, because there's so much wealth in the church, you know, we are some, someone and Catholic media has probably said this, that we are the church of stuff. You know, like we have stuff, we have treasure in the church. Yeah, I would say that stuff is the divine treasury, right? It's, there's so much that God offers to us. And I would also say that faith is not blind. Our faith is predicated on certain knowledge. And so when you're saying that God gives us a confirmation in a sense, in different ways, um, and, and, and people are different. So God gives us confirmation in different ways, but it's the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit leading us to the same truth always. Yeah. Yeah. And God knows his kids, you know, he knows what we're going to need. Sometimes I look at, at people in my life and I'm like, I've been praying for you for like a decade and you're still, you're still acting like that. Like this is as if my prayer was going to do anything, you know, but God is working and it would, you know, it has, it has some, has something to do with it, I suppose. But God is working through that person. And in the words of, uh, of Bishop Sheen, sometimes the good Lord needs to hit someone in the face before they, be, no, 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 no. Well, sometimes our Lord needs to break hearts in order to get into them. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm probably misquoting, but it's, it's something very similar to that. Sometimes he needs to break our heart in order for, to make a way for him to enter, you know, and, and we don't know how he's doing it. We don't know how it's going to happen, but, but God knows what he's doing. And he's far more merciful than I am critical of people. Right. His mercy is, is endless. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. So more more on the scapular. I, I don't know if we can if if I even I, I I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Like that's just awesome. That that blew my mind. Like, <clears throat> but let me let me look back at my notes because I was gonna I was gonna ask other stuff about the scapular. The other uh, question that I had that I was gonna use just in case was um where's where's that in the Bible? You know how we get that? I feel like that's one of the dumbest questions because I I always reply with where's that everything is in the Bible in the Bible. Um, but that's another story for another day, maybe for another ministry. <laughs> that's not us. But I feel like you have an answer for that one. Well, there, there's nothing in, in scripture in particular that talks about the scapular because it was a devotion given um, centuries later. However, um, when, when scripture scholars and theologians look at scripture and they start to open and understand the four senses of scripture, and not just the literal sense, but the other senses that give us an understanding of Christ and the church and, and you know, the, the whole, the totality of scripture, um, as, as the uh, church fathers were reading uh, the Old Testament and they started reflecting on the Blessed Mother, they would see constant references to her as well in scripture. And so, um, you know, the scapular rests on the shoulders and it's a bit like taking on the yoke of Our Lady or even the yoke of Christ, right? Putting it on, on us because, uh, and, and then, you know, there's, there's references that they look at and they've looked at over the centuries and they thought, um, well, first of all, in Sirach 51, uh, 25 and 26, he says, I open my mouth and speak of her, gain wisdom for yourselves at no cost, take her yoke upon your neck that your mind may receive her teaching for she is close to those who seek her, and the one who is in earnest finds her. Now he's speaking about wisdom, right? He's speaking about wisdom in particular, but the church fathers have looked at this and their minds are blown. They said, this is a reference yeah. to the blessed mother, right? This is a reference to the wisdom of God uh, in his own mother. Um, so in Matthew 11 and 28 to 30, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So taking on the yoke of Our Lady and the yoke of Christ, wrapped up in one, in the scapular devotion, um, is, is a very scriptural reference to um, taking on, um, you know, Christ, like bringing Christ into our lives and, and reflecting um, him from within us. Dang. See, that's another another one of those things that we uh, that we see, you know, that consistency of God and that spiritual judo, you know, where where in judo, we we use the strength we use. I don't do judo. What am I talking about? But um, in judo, you use the strength of your opponent against them, you know, in spirituality and in Catholic theology and in the way we, we practice the faith, we put on the yoke, which is usually something that you put on a on a beast of burden you know you put that on an ox so they can till the soil um you put that on and a weight is lifted and that's just the way that god works you know it is in giving that we receive and um you know when we when we put ourselves out there for other people we get more in return you know and it's it's a it's a thing that saint uh i want to say it was saint john of the cross who said uh that that we must that we must ask uh forgiveness for taking some some of that burden away from people when we do works of charity it's not something that we do for them it's something that we're doing for us you know mm -hmm. because it's all for our benefit you know it's a it's a it's a suffering that that people can offer up but we're taking that away from them you know so in a way in a way we're doing ourselves a favor it's kind of it's it's self-helping when we help other people 
and right. that that feeling that we get you know that satisfaction it's like yeah it's it's selfish almost you know i can feel I, selfish I did hear one of the missionaries of charity mentioned to me that, that the one thing that they work on is they try to make sure that they're not they're not serving the poor the poorest of the poor um for that good feeling they're doing it for christ they try to always yeah. turn that to christ um, and not for themselves yeah, when, when I was doing Catholic education, um, we we didn't call it community service or service hours. It was Christian service, you know, and there's always that 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 element of of we're doing this for Jesus. You know, it's, it's I, I want to say it's Matthew 25, but I'm Catholic, so I don't know how to quote scripture. Um, and and we and we're basically doing that for Jesus because we're not really we can't do that for the person. And there's, there's a beauty in that is that sometimes the service is not well received. Sometimes the thing is like, if, if you go to Skid Row here in Los Angeles, you find all sorts of colorful characters. And sometimes you'll give them a sandwich, and they're like, no mayo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here you yeah. go. I can't prepare it. You know, whatever. And sometimes they'll be like, I want a dollar, not a sandwich. You know, like sometimes they eat better than what we, than what we can offer. And, uh, <clears throat> and I look at that and I'm like, you know what? That's such a protection against that. Because you always have the story of someone saying, oh, yeah, I tried giving a homeless person this, this and that, but then they went ahead and, uh, and sold it so that they can buy beer or whatever, you know, or how do I know that they're not going to use it? You don't, you don't know, you don't care, you serve God, you know, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing about this, that there's, I think God thought about all these things before. <laughs> I, I don't know, I have the <laughs> Right, he knows the human, he knows our fallen nature, he knows how we, we, um, you know, where things go in, in, in extreme circumstances in all directions. He understands it all. Yeah, and that brings it back, back full circle to the scapular. You know, it's like when, when we wear it, we, we think like, oh, yeah, it's like superpowers or whatever, you know, like it's, it's, it is, but we can't see it. You know, what we can see is that we're wearing something, we feel something, and it's a reminder of the supernatural it's a natural sign of the supernatural reality that that is god's love for us freely given you know and that's why we sure. call it sacramental it's god's grace freely given you know, and, and it's so, it's a beautiful thing yeah a real quick story on the um the spiritual aspect of it because the battle we fight is a spiritual battle it's not a physical battle and and the people that we see and like our opponents let's say in politics or religion or anything else these are not our enemies satan is the enemy and so we have to understand that it's a spiritual battle we're fighting all the time. Um, I knew a young lady who heard the story of the scapular and she was living in a state of mortal sin. And she thought, oh, I want that. I want the scapular. I, I, and, you know, I, I want what it offers. And she put it on and, and she couldn't breathe. It was like a huge weight on her chest. It was com like compressing her. She couldn't breathe in. She had to take it off in order to breathe. And she couldn't wear it until she went to confession. So it doesn't happen all the time like this, but it was a divine confirmation for her to understand, listen, my soul is in, in agony here and I, I don't have the right to wear this. I'm not completely mm. devoted. I don't, I'm not staying close to the sacraments. Um, and, and that was just one of, uh, you know, a number of, of incidences that I've seen personally, not just the ones that I've read about in, in um, throughout history. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, and, and the thing is like, those are always there. You know, sometimes we try to convince people of something, you know, like, no, dude, the rosary is so powerful or the scapular is so powerful or wearing this metal is such a powerful thing. You know, God chose us before we chose him. 
So like we said earlier, he knows his children and he's going to give us whatever we need, whenever we need it. You know, not, not, not it's, it's kind of like a, it's a thing we say, you know, in the, in Catholic circles, it's on God's time, you know, not ours. Um, it sounds cliched and all, but it's still, it's still true. You know, it's like, it, it, it just is. Okay. Like I, it wouldn't be said and wouldn't be cliched if it wasn't true sometimes, you know, right. so, all cliches have a yeah. grain of truth in them. Mm-hmm. And and we all have those stories. That's the thing, you know, like personally, we all have those stories where, where something weird like that happens, you know, and I, and I can tell people the stories for myself. You can tell, you can tell them certain stories and chances are they have one of their own, you know, they have one of their own and we need to, we need to, I don't know, we need to start sharing these because we're losing faith. You know, I, I look at the culture and I'm disheartened a lot. Um, I remember being a, a Catholic edu- Catholic school educator and and seeing how whenever I was speaking about living the family life and 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 the blessings of marriage and all this stuff, like their eyes would light up because they were so starving for for truth. But they don't see it in their lives. And I remember one of one of the times when I was teaching in the inner city for for the longest time. I spent twelve years in Catholic education before I jumped ship to uh, to public school. And, and I remember one of the students saying, yeah, but that's, that's not my reality. That's, that's you. And it's beautiful and all, but then I come back to what my life is and it doesn't work like that, Garcia. I was like, Ooh, but it could. (laughs) Good. Absolutely. And and God knows. And if, and that's the whole point of reaching out to God, like you have to come to a point in your life where Everyone in, in life has to accept the faith as their own. It's not inherited. God is not a grandfather. God is our father. And he knows each one of us. And he is ready and willing to receive and to give what we need, but to receive each one of us. He wants us to cry out to him. So every one of those kids and everyone, every person listening, um, even if they know God to some, to some extent, you know, especially if they don't really, really, really know God, cry out to him with all of your heart, say, Lord, reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. This is a prayer that God never denies, right? He, he wants this for you. It is his will for your life. So if you cry out to him, he will respond in a unique way. So what do you say to people who say, you know, I don't wear any of that stuff or I don't pray the rosary because it's superstitious, you know? Um, personally, what I would want to what I say is like, you know, I, I probably would think the same way. And I, and I'm so against superstitious prayer. You know, I'm so against like flipping the, the statue of St. Joseph, like to sell your house or whatever. I'm like, Oh dude, no, no, no you that's got, terrible. You, you gotta, you gotta twist it quite literally, you know? And yeah. um, I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't, I hate superstition, you know, when it comes to my faith, Yeah. but talking about the stories that, that we all have, you know, the little spiritual nuggets that, that, that we have, I'm like, I can't help but be a little stitious, you know. <laughs> I would say that I would say that the heart of the church is Christ Himself, and that devotion over the centuries has built um, different ways to to appreciate Christ Himself. And and what the problem is is it was we raised as we're raised into this. Sometimes we only see the devotions on the outside, and and it becomes superstitious just to do whatever it is the devotion says we should do. And yes, absolutely, stop doing it, right? 
go to the heart of our faith, which is Christ himself. And out of that love for Christ will spring your desire to do something for him, right? To something devotional. And that's where the rosary comes in and the scapula comes in. It doesn't, it that's, doesn't usually come first, right? You have to come to that knowledge and relationship with Christ first. And then you want to express that in some way. This is how the devotionals came. Yeah, and it's so similar to the way we reinforce our relationships, our human relationships. You know, what's the sign that I love my wife? Well, I tell her, you know, it's good to communicate that to God. You know, it's good to communicate that to your spouse. It's good to communicate that to your kids. And one of the ways that I that I let my wife know I love her is like, I'll make her coffee. You know, because it's in the Bible, Hebrews. Anyway, um, but yeah, I make I make my wife co- my wife coffee in the morning. I haven't done that right now. I think she's up already. I heard her. That's, that's so superstitious. You, you think you're going to earn her love by making her coffee? No, but it's a sign, <laughs> you know. And that's and that's that's the comparison exactly. right there. You know, it's like that. That's not enough. I mean, it's just you, you put the you put the little pot in the machine. You hit start. No, no, wait. You have to put water in it too. Huh? <laughs> Takes effort. <laughs> but you know those little things you know those little little things uh, little signs of love that just kind of reinforce it you know if i leave without saying i love you there's something wrong if i leave and she doesn't have a fresh brewed cup of coffee there's something wrong you know if i if i leave and i'm not wearing my scapular if i leave and 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 i don't pray before before leaving you know i i have a i have this other little sign of love you know when i'm leaving i pray a uh, St. Michael, the archangel prayer for all the people that I'm leaving behind as I'm going to work. I even include the dogs because I'm ridiculous like that. But but I do that. And those those are little signs of love that that I make that that, that love makes into reality. You know, so when we're thinking about all these sacramentals, all this devotionals, all these all these things, you know, because like we said earlier, this is the religion of stuff. You know, we have to we have to show evidence for our convictions. It's true. Um, I would say about your your um, analogy here that your wife doesn't love you because of the coffee. She loves the coffee because of you. And it's the same thing with God, that he, he doesn't, we don't earn his love by doing stuff for him. He loves what we do for him because of, of us, because he loves us. Um, and, and then he appreciates that, that response that we're trying to show this love to him. And that's how, um, you know, that's, that's where devotionals come in again, kind of the same thing, but it's not, we don't earn it, but it's appreciated. I want to make sure that we give, that we give an opportunity to our, our listeners, all, both of them to, uh, to go to your, <laughs> to go to your website. I'm kidding. No, we have, we, we have, we have a few more. We've been at it for about three, four years now with the Dude Casper sure. podcast. So I hope, I hope everyone gets their hands on one of those, uh, one of those scapulars of yours, because they are, I, I got, I have to put a picture up on, on, uh, on our social media and everything, because these things are awesome looking. And that, that paracord that, that sold me, uh, that <laughs> sold me because I know it's not going to get all tangled up and knotted and it's made in America. Mm, God bless America. Yeah. So to get the scapulars, the, the easiest way is, is just to go to scapulars.com. Um, so it's able to secure the, uh, the plural of that, of that name. So scapulars.com. And, uh, and there you'll see all the different varieties. Now, every scapular we have is a brown scapular, even though some of them have different images on them, they may be blue colored or whatever, but the backside, the wool is always brown. Um, and then in order 
for, for anyone listening to this podcast, um, I'll, I'm going to set up a, a discount code. I, I already set it up uh, as you're listening to this. And it's just, you put in the word dude, you, you put in dude at checkout, you're going to get a discount and we'll keep that on forever, like until the end of time. Awesome. So we're going to we're going to plug that into the uh, the podcast notes and we're going to plug that into the uh, in wh wherever we are on social media so that people can uh, enjoy that discount code. And more importantly, have a scapular that you're not going to want to take off. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll, we'll dump all the links wherever we can. We have a link tree. So all people need to do is go to our Instagram, click on the link, and they'll see all the links that, that we're going to have. And we're going to add yours to it. And as we close off the podcast, we want to, as always, ask you to pray for us as we pray for you. Ferrum. Ferro Aquitur. I was going to say you're way too calm and happy that that has to be a sign that God is real <laughs> to be not hyped up and tense. <laughs> I try not to control everything. Ah, that, and you know, we have good wives because <laughs> we can't, we can't be this happy without having a good wife, a good solid wife to support everything that we do. Shout out to all the wives, you know, I'm going to include this shout out to all the wives. Cause I don't know why they're with us, but they are. Thank God. That's another minor miracle. <laughs> A divine plan. Amen to that.